And, and this firepower that I'm talking to you about tonight is not something just for preachers. This is for every believer. You know, I don't win souls because I'm a preacher. I win souls because I'm a believer. Well, I just want to say I'm so, I, I love your pastors. I'm so honored. Thank you, Pastor Nicholas and Misty, for having us here tonight. Such a blessing. Can we give them a round of applause? Are they are they a great blessing, man? You guys are blessed. Hallelujah. It's awesome. I want to get a shout out to the cutie on the front row, too. <laughs> My wife. Hallelujah. My good thing. Praise the Lord. Man, how many came expecting to receive something tonight? How many came with anticipation, with an expectation of this weekend? How many are saying tonight, Lord, if, if anybody's going to get something, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to receive a touch from heaven tonight, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to get a download tonight, it's going to be me. Because if you don't take it, I'm going to take yours. I promise you that. No, the violent take it by fourth force. You know, you got to reach out and receive and say, hey, man, that's mine. I'll take it. I'm grabbing it. And let me tell you something. I'm not like a, uh, very, like a real intellectual preacher, very philosophical or anything. But, you know, the kingdom of God is not talk, but power. There's a lot of talk, but talk is cheap. It's time that we see a demonstration of the power of God coming forth from the life of every believer. Say, that's me. I'll take that. That's mine. Hallelujah. So I want to talk to you about power tonight. Holy Ghost power. And, and the title of my message is, The Power is for a Purpose. And I know this weekend is called Catch the Wave. But my desire for you is that you catch the flame. Because if you catch the flame, you're going to ride the wave of God's Spirit. When you catch the flame, you'll catch the wave. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Holy Ghost power. So go with me to Luke chapter 3, verse 16. Praise the Lord. There's no place I'd rather be on a Friday night than the house of God. You know, there's people out ha having a party or whatever, going to the clubs, going for a drink, right? But they don't know there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. Don't stop, don't quit all day, every day. <laughs> That's how we do. Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The straps of whose sandals I'm not fit to unfasten. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You know, I think, I know John was a Baptist, you know, but it's like, he, you, know, you know he was a Southern Baptist because he was like Holy Ghost and fire. And go over to Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. This is powerful. Those who repent, I baptize with water. But there is coming a man after me who is more powerful than I. In fact, I'm not even worthy enough to pick up his sandals. He will submerge you into union with the spirit of holiness and with a raging fire. Hallelujah. And then just a couple of verses down. Verse 13. Then Jesus left Galilee. To come to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But when he waded into the water. John resisted him saying. Why are you doing this? I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. And yet you come to be baptized by me. Jesus replied. It is only right. To do all that God requires. 
And then John baptized Jesus. You know, you could, that could also be translated John saying to Jesus, you want me to baptize you, but I need the baptism that you give. Because the Father told John, who the one you, seem the, you see the Holy Ghost come upon, he will be the one that baptizes with the Holy Ghost. So John was looking and anticipating that baptism, even though he never saw it. Isn't that powerful? Because in John 1, 32, it says, And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and, and remained upon him. And I did not know him, but he who sent me the baptized with water said to me, Upon whom you seem the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So you see Jesus coming to be baptized by John. Such a radical picture, man. The, the, the Father, heaven's open. The Father speaks from heaven. The Holy Ghost comes in like a dove. Everybody say, like a dove. We know the Holy Ghost is not a dove. The Holy Ghost is a person that we can have intimacy with. And you should desire intimacy. You know, everything with the Lord should flow from your relationship with Him. It's all about intimacy. Every day I tell the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, teach me. Teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. I want to, I want to be more intimate with you. I don't want to grieve you in any way. I don't want to quench you in any way. I just want to be intimate. I, want, I, I desire to have a greater level of intimacy with you, Holy Spirit. Take me deeper because I want to go deeper. And I know I can't go deeper, Holy Ghost, unless you take me there. So you see the heavens open. The Father says, this is my beloved Son, whom I'm, I'm well pleased. And you see the Father, the Son being baptized and the Holy Ghost coming upon Jesus to anoint Jesus for his earthly ministry. Not just something the Catholics made up. There's actually the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But think about that, Jesus. A few verses later after that, it says Jesus was 30 years old when he started his ministry. 30 years on the earth. No power, no miracles, no ministry. Then suddenly he goes to be baptized in the Jordan. And the Holy Ghost comes upon Jesus and anoints him. And then boom. He goes into the wilderness. He's tempted by the devil. He responds with the word of God. The devil flees for a season. And then it's, the Bible says he comes out of the wilderness full of Holy Ghost power. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost in what? Power. Dunamis power. Resurrection power. Jesus, the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. So 30 years, no miracles, no nothing. Then suddenly... The Holy Ghost comes, anoints Jesus, and he begins to move in power. And he begins to operate in miracles. So if Jesus, for 30 years, walking on the earth, had no power, no miracles, no signs, no wonders, no ministry, why on earth would we want to do anything without the power of the Holy Ghost? You know, the Holy Ghost isn't even a language. The Holy Ghost is God. He's God. And He's in you. He's living in you. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Do you realize who you're carrying tonight? Do you realize who's on the inside of you? The greater one. God the Holy Ghost is in you. Christ in you the hope of glory. It's in Him we live and move and have our being. You are carrying firepower on the inside of you. You are carrying the greater one on the inside of you. And He wants to use your mouth, your hands, and your feet on a daily basis everywhere you go to everyone you meet, to everybody you come in contact with. God wants to use you. And he's just waiting. The Holy Ghost is just waiting. Give me an opportunity. Just open your mouth and I'll fill it. Just give me an opportunity. I want to use, he, you know, how many want to be used by God? 
You know, I heard Bishop Oyedepo said, God doesn't use people. He only blesses people. And you know what? He's blessed us with every spiritual gift, with everything that we need. He has given it unto us so that we can be a light in the darkness everywhere we go on a daily basis, in your workplace, in your home, at your schools, your job, the marketplace, the grocery store, where you're a shining light for Jesus. You're actually representing him on the earth on a daily basis. The Holy Ghost. So who's the Holy Ghost? Go with me to John chapter 14, verse 26. The Paracletos. But the Comforter, the Counselor, the Helper, the Intercessor, the Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring you into remembrance everything that I told you. So the Holy Ghost, he's our helper. Say helper. helper. He's our teacher, counselor, our guide, our intercessor, our strengthener, our advocate. And if you need anything else, he's just standing by. He's just standing by, waiting to help you. And, and this firepower that I'm talking to you about tonight is not something just for preachers. This is for every believer. You know, I don't win souls because I'm a preacher. I win souls because I'm a believer. I was winning souls long before I ever had a microphone. I had a desire and a passion for the lost. Because God did that work in me. And once he does that work in you, he will then do that work through you. See, that's what the Holy Ghost comes to do. He comes on you to be in you to move through you. Say on me, in me, through me. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is our guide. But he makes us and anoints us and he makes us and molds us into the image of Jesus. He makes us like Jesus. As he is, so are we in this earth. He makes us like Jesus. How many want to be more like Jesus? I want to be more like Jesus. I want hair like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And then Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, the Bible says, If the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells where? In you. He shall quicken and make alive your mortal body. So now because we are Holy Ghost believers, full of the power of God, now we can say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed you. He has anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor to set the captives free, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so what is this fire power all about? Remember I said the, the power is for, say that after me, say the power is for a purpose. You know, it's not about just a touch. And thank God for his touch. Thank God for the touch of God. Don't get me wrong. But it's not about a touch because the fire doesn't just touch. The fire changes. The fire transforms. It turns you into a different man, a different woman. And this is for everybody. 
I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how quiet you are. I don't care how timid you are. I don't care what your personality is or what color of the skin that you have. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's about Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. So when we go and we proclaim and we preach and we release what God has put on our lives. See, some of you don't know what you're carrying. And you won't know until you step out of the boat. Peter wouldn't have known what it was like to walk on the waves if he wouldn't have stepped out. Everybody say, step out. Get out of the boat. Get out of the boat and then blow it up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So firepower. It's for a purpose. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And while being in their company and eating with them, Jesus commanded. Sounds like a command to me. Doesn't sound optional to me. Some denominations, they, they, they think this is optional. I don't see where the option is. Jesus commanded them. He didn't give me an option. <laughs> I didn't have the option. I just yielded. And then fire came. Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak, for John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You know, you can, I, I know some of you say, yeah, we know that. We know Acts chapter 1, verse 4. We know Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We know Acts chapter... Do you know it? Do you know it? Or are you living it? Yeah. Is it in you? Is it a part of you? Is it a part of your daily walk? Is it a part of your daily life? Is there a fire shut up in your bones? A fire you can't contain. A fire you can't hold back. A transforming fire. Is there a fire burning in you? See, that's what I pray. I pray that this, this logo word comes across tonight and becomes rhema in your heart. Where you don't say, oh, I know Acts chapter 2. I've heard Acts chapter 2. No, but you begin to live Acts chapter 2. See, so he says, wait, go. He commanded them, go. Terry, wait for the promise of the Father. See, when Jesus was with the disciples... He was with the disciples. But when he was away from the disciples, he was away from the disciples. The disciples were alone. That's why Jesus said he'd pray to the Father to send another comforter. He'd send somebody, one of the same. He wouldn't leave us as orphans. See, when Jesus would go to the way to the mountain, he would be away by himself. Spending time with the Lord, the disciples will be alone. But now that the Holy Ghost has come to live inside of you and me, we are never alone. We are no longer orphans. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Sounds like good news to me. See, when, when, when the disciples operated in power, they operated in that delegated authority that Jesus gave them. By his name and faith in his name. But when the Holy Ghost came, it came upon each one of them. Every single buddy got filled. And I tell you what, I don't want to just be filled. I want to be flooded. I want to be filled and flooded with God himself. I want to be overflowing. Isn't that what the psalmist said? He anoints my head with oil. My cup just fills to the top. No. Some of you are like, yeah, amen. <laughs> My cup's just halfway. No, because when you're filled, you're only filled to the point that you're filled. But when you're flooded, you're overflowing. That's why Jesus stood and cried. And some of you are like saying, why are you yelling so much tonight? Dude, chill. What? What because I want to be like Jesus. Because Jesus stood and cried. And he said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For out of his belly, out of his innermost being, will flow rivers 
of living, life-giving water. So you come for a drink, and that drink becomes a river, and that river begins to flow up out of you. So everywhere that you go, you bring a river of healing. You bring a river of joy. You bring a river of life. You bring a river of peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God for the river. Woo-wee. Somebody say, I got the power. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will pray the Father, John 14, 16. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live. Ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father and you in me, and I in you. Man, come on. Hallelujah. John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It's beneficial for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive what? Oh, yeah, guys, that sounded really powerful. Come on, come on. The righteous are as bold as lions. Somebody say, rah. And you shall receive what? Power. Boldness, ability, efficiency, and might. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. What does that mean? You look like Jesus. People see Jesus in your eyes. People feel Jesus in your touch. People hear Jesus in your voice. In Jerusalem, and Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, it's amazing to me. People always want to go on missions trips all over the world, but they can never reach out to their neighbor. It blows my mind. You want to fly around the entire world to go witness to somebody, but you've never even reached out to your backyard. Why? It starts at home. Say, it starts at home. It starts right here. Fort Pierce. Pure church. So this is dunamis power. Inherent power. Dynamo. Dynamic power. Supernatural energy operating in, on, and through your life. Dunamis power. What's dunamis power? I'll tell you. What does this mean? Power, ability, strength, might, mighty work, mighty deed, worker of miracles, resurrection power. Hallelujah. Then Acts chapter 2. As they were in one place and one accord, we know there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a mighty wind, like a Cat 5 Florida hurricane, baby, <laughs> came through Jerusalem, and it filled the place where they had been. Now think about this, 120, hungry, thirsty, had been there for many days waiting for the promise They didn't know what was going to take place. They didn't know what was about to happen. They just knew what the Lord had told them to do. And they were just being obedient to what he commanded them to do. You know, we don't, you know, you know, we show our love for Jesus by our obedience to his word. Not by our works, not by lip service. It's by our obedience that we prove our love to him. So they're waiting there, hungry, thirsty, praying, pressing in, in one accord, with expectation. And then suddenly, 
there came a sound from heaven, like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the place. And the Bible says something like tongues of fire came into the room where they were seated. But the fire did not just stay in one place. The fire separated and began to come upon each one of them. And flames of fire began to engulf fire of God. 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 Fire. There was a flame for every person. There was a flame for every name. There is a flame that has your name on it tonight. All you have to do is get hungry, is get thirsty, and say, Lord, I don't care what I look like tonight. I don't care what somebody says. I don't care who's sitting next to me. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want you to come and touch me tonight. Come and change me tonight. Come and fill me tonight. Come and flood me tonight. Lord Jesus, I want your fire. You say, do I have to yell like that? No, you don't have to yell like that. But I'm not going to let the rocks cry out. I'm not going to let the rocks do my job. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Dynamite. A fire came upon each one of them. And something happened to everybody in that room. The Bible says it was noised abroad. They could hear it all over the city. Something was happening and people thought they were drunk. People were getting out of control. You're like, well, people are going to think I lost my mind if I act like that, if I look like that, if I talk like that. They already think you lost your mind. <laughs> Get over it. Get over yourself. And we have lost our mind. We've lost our mind, and we got the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Whoo, praise God. So then all of a sudden, something happened. Peter begins to, to preach like, like radical, like radical. Like this, the same Peter, right, that denied Jesus three times. The same Peter that ran away from the women, in the courtyard. And I understand because sometimes at certain times of the month, I want to run away from my wife also. So I totally understand. I'll pay for that one later. <laughs> no, the same Peter. He was timid. He denied Jesus three times, ran out of the courtyard, even cursed, the Bible said. This same Peter stands up Something happened. There was a transformation that took place. There was a change that was visible. He stood up against the preach so radically. The Bible says that the, the men were pricked to the heart. And they said, what must we do? Because Peter began to tell them, this is that which with the prophet Joel had prophesied in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters will prophesy. You know what that means? This is for everybody. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You're not too old for the fire of God. You're not too young for the fire of God. This is for man, woman, and children. You just have to catch the flame. You just have to get hungry. You just have to get thirsty. Because God will use you. God will use you to reach people that nobody else can reach. You have people in your workplace. You have friends. You have family members that, that nobody else is going to reach. And their lives are dependent on you catching the fire and getting a holy boldness to preach the gospel to them. Their, their eternal souls actually depend on it. And if you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit every day, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me to who you have for me to minister to today. Lead me. Holy Spirit, open my eyes. 
And that's what happened, man. When the fire of God comes in your heart, you begin to see people the way Jesus sees people. You begin to get a passion because winning souls is not a works program. If it's a works program, you're just going to run out of you're going to run out of energy. You're going to get tired. It's going to be a, a hype thing for a little while, and then it's just going to die out. But when it's a heart transformation, it becomes a passion, and then there's an urgency, and then God comes with this fire and burns eternity on your heart and on your mind, and it's with you 24 hours a day. And you can't even go to the theme parks because when you go to the theme parks, you just see the multitudes and you just see people. Are these people saved? Are they going to go to heaven or are they going to go to hell? Man, that's awesome. You know, we were singing, when our praise goes up, the rain comes down. When our praise goes up, the rain comes down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So Peter, he begins to, to preach, and it's just radical, and, and, and people are just awestruck at the power and the boldness that was coming from Peter. And he said, what must we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized. Or he said, repent in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then that firepower exploded from that place. And that day, the Bible says 3,000 were saved. The following day, 5,000 were saved. And this is the model for the New Testament church. This is the model for the church. It never changed. This is what the whole world needs. This is what Fort Pierce needs. Men and women full of the fire and power of God marching through this territory, kicking the devil's tail every single day. And you know, that's what our week should be, Monday through Saturday. Just a week of breakthrough, just a week of giving the devil, stomping on the devil's head, and then coming back on Sunday just to celebrate the goodness of God and what he did in our lives and the breakthroughs that we saw that week. So, so this, this firepower will propel you into what God has for your life. You know, man, when I got the fire of God, I just, everything changed for me. Everything, everything. I saw people differently. I, t I talked differently. I walked differently. Everything was different for me. My desires changed. And I began to get a passion for souls like never before. And I just began to see people as souls everywhere I went and still do. And I'll give you testimonies tomorrow. Who's coming tomorrow morning? All right, that's awesome. All right. Okay, I... I've seen you. <laughs> Photographically, I got you. And, and I'll share more testimonies tomorrow. It's going to be powerful. But, but I just begin to see people, man. I just begin to see souls. And I just begin to cry out to God. And when I cried out to God for, the, for, for his fire, and I just begin to walk the floor day, and I said, Lord, come, give me a passion for the lost. Lord, let me see people the way that you see people. Oh, Lord, baptize me. Lord, baptize me with your fire so that I, I'm just set ablaze, burning for you every day. I'd begin to cry out to God. You say, do you, you, know, do you have to yell? Do you have? No, but, but God is not nervous. It's okay. So I began to cry out, and God began to change my heart. I began to see people the way that he sees people. And, uh, and, and a holy boldness came on me, because I'm actually a very mellow person. I, I don't, I'm not a loud person. I'm very mellow, actually. I, I'm a surfer, and, and I'll get into some of that later. And I, I kind of just go with the flow, and sometimes I'm even too mellow for, for my wife, you know. And so I, I'm like, I, when the holy boldness came on me, though, it was like shocking, and I shocked myself. And you know, I was scared. Even when I remember the first time I led somebody to the Lord, I was timid. I was nervous. But when, when I took that step, when I stepped over the boat, man, it was over after that. Game on and game over. And then it became a passion of mine. And so now everywhere we go, we win souls in the airport, in the grocery store, at the park, whatever. At the beach, it's just a part of our lives because you don't realize it, but there is actually people that God is putting in front of you on a daily basis. 
And if you were sensitive to the Holy Ghost, he w- you would hear, boom, tell, tell them about me. Tell them about me. Tell them about me. Tell them about me. And you know, I have the weirdest things start happening after I got the fire. People just come up and start talking to me like random, weird stuff. Like, just out of the blue. I'm not even looking at them or anything. And then immediately I know, this is a God setup. This is a divine appointment. And then people get saved. So, so this, this fire will lead you and propel you into God's plan and purpose for your life. Because all my desires begin to change. You might say, well, I'm not qualified. I don't have, you know, a the- theological degree. I- I'm just a, you know, a young person. or I'm just, a, I'm, I'm just a father. I'm just a mother. No, 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 no. See, that's what happened to Moses. Moses thought he was disqualified, and he found himself. He killed a man, and then he ran from the call of God, basically, hiding on the backside of the desert, living with his father-in-law, watching his sheep. And then suddenly he has an encounter with the fire of God. And that encounter that he had with God that day, it changed his whole life. It changed him into a different man. And immediately he left and began to walk in the call of God on his life. Man, when the fire of God, man, look at Samson. When he took fire to the fox's tails, man, and they just begin to run through the land. They begin to run through the enemy's territory. When the fire of God gets on your tail, you'll begin to run with God's plan and purpose for your life. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So there's a holy boldness that comes with this fire. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 1.7, he sends his angels like winds of fire, flames of fire. Hallelujah. I mean, think about it. Every, your car doesn't even start without fire. Every, you guys, we're, this is the Space Coast not too far from here. The, every rocket won't take off without fire. Uh, the fire of God will move you. So a holy boldness came. I mean, think about the holy boldness that came on Peter and John in, in Acts chapter 3. They were at the gate called Beautiful. There was a man sitting there. And, and he, was, he was a beggar. And they said, silver and gold I, I don't have. But what I, what I have, what I've received, freely we received, freely give. So what, what I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. And then Peter doesn't wait Peter grabs the man by the hand and lifts him up. Holy boldness came upon Peter and John. And the religious people didn't like it. And the religious people won't like it. And it might cause some problems, but it's going to bring some solutions. Because people need what you have. People need what you're carrying. Amen? Everybody say holy boldness. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I received the fire, man, I was just, I was in business. I wasn't in ministry. And then I just began to witness to everybody at my business. My, my, my business was a place of ministry. Everybody that came into my business heard the gospel or received prayer or knew where they could come for prayer. Everybody. In my office, man, we had revival. Secular. Business. Because I got a holy boldness. So, and, and so the religious people didn't like it. And so they, they told, uh, they came and they got, they arrested Peter and John and told them not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And, and Peter and John went back and they cried to the, everybody, all, all the other disciples. And they said, what are we going to do, guys? They're threatening us. Oh, my gosh. The devil's really coming after us. It's been a tough week. And now this. No, no, no. That's not what they said. They said, Lord, grant unto your servants that with all boldness that we may preach your word. Holy boldness. Holy boldness. There's going to be a holy boldness coming upon you tonight. This weekend you're going to receive, you're going to run out of this weekend. You're not even going to recognize yourself. There's going to be a holy boldness coming upon you. Hallelujah. Your friends aren't going to recognize you. Your family's not going to recognize you. They're going to be like, my God, what happened? Something happened. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So the fire of God will protect you. The fire of God will direct you. You know, that's what in the, in the, uh, the with the children of Israel, there was a, they had a, 
a pillar by day, pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. And it directed them and they moved whenever the pillar moved and they moved and then the fire would protect them by night. And now in the New Testament, we have that pillar on the inside of us day in and night out. We have that fire in us, that guide directing us and leading us every day. And that fire and that, 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 that presence is moving us. The fire of God will purify you. Man, the fire of God purified me, purified my heart. And, and I'll get into my testimony later this weekend. But the fire of God purified me. It burned out all the junk in my life. It burned out everything, every stronghold, every addiction, everything. It burned it out. I'm not talking about like where it came back. I'm talking about once and for all. The fire of God came and burned all the junk out of my life. You know, think about even a natural fire. Because even as we, we travel and we were ministering up in Iowa not too long ago. And they were doing these burns. And in, in the, there's a lot of crops up there. And they were doing these burns in the crops. And a, as they burn the crops, they call it like a prescribed burn or something like that. And what it is, is they're, they're preparing, it's, uh, it's last year's crops and everything that's wasted and left it over, just they're burning it out of the way so they can make plant for a new harvest, right? Plant their new crops. And so I was like, why do they, why do, they do that? Why is that necessary? Because what happens is, is that when, when the all, last year's crops and all the debris is, is in the way, when they go to irrigate, when they plant the new crops and then they bring in irrigation, the water can't flow freely to the new seeds that have been planted because there's all this debris that's in the way. And I was thinking, man, that's crazy. That is like the fire of God because when the fire of God comes, there's like a bunch of debris in our heart sometimes, right? But when the fire of God comes, it burns up all the debris, all the junk, sin, guilt, shame, lust, unforgiveness, bitterness, whatever, sickness, disease. It comes and burns it up so that that river, the river of God can flow freely again. And so, the, and so when, they, when they do that prescribed burn, then all the, the water can flow freely again to the crops. And then also it burns up all the ticks and all the, the parasites and the insects. It gets rid of all the junk. Man, I'm telling you, that the devil's worst nightmare is men and women full of the fire of God. It's a holy fire. It's a purifying fire. We're, we're to be vessels unto honor, set apart for the master's use. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. That the excellency of his power may be of God and not of us. So when you get this fire, how do you keep the fire burning? Because a lot of people live this up and down Christianity lifestyle. When it's high, it's high. But when it's low, it's low. But the Bible says that we're to stir ourselves up. Think about a campfire. Campfire, when, it, when it, you have a bonfire or a campfire, it's burning. Unless you go to sleep and if the, the fire is not tended to, what happens? It goes out. And by morning, what do you have? You have just some embers left. Right? But even though there's a little bit of ember, if you get a, a few logs and get a stick and you begin to stir up those embers, what happens? All of a sudden, you got a fire again. And that's what happens when we receive the Holy Ghost. That's why Paul told Timothy, stir yourself up, rekindle, fan in the flames the gift that you received when I laid my hands on you. Every one of you have a gift on the inside of you. You just need to stir it up. I'm talking about daily. Stir up the gift that's in you. Don't get casual with the things of God. Don't get casual with the anointing. Don't get casual with His presence. Get hungry. Get more desperate. Get on fire. 
Begin to stir yourself up in the Holy Ghost. When you wake up in the morning, stop waiting for the devil to attack you. Get up, just begin to, before your feet even hit the floor. Just let the devil know that you're coming. Say, stir it up. Hallelujah. Stir it up. Fan into flames. Stir it up. That's not his job. That's your job. You stir it up. You have the gift. God wants to use you. Stir it up. Jude 1.20 says, building yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I thank God I pray in tongues more than any of you. Because, man, he needed it. <laughs> I was never, when I was in prison, I wasn't, when I was in jail, I wasn't saved. So I didn't have that option. Praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, praying in the Holy Ghost recharges your spiritual batteries. It recharges you. It energizes you. Remember, it's the dunamis power. It's like a dynamo. Supernatural energy. Stir yourself up. Pray in the Holy Ghost. So let me ask you tonight, and, and I'll close with this. What is the temperature of your heart tonight? What is the temperature of your heart? Are you red hot on fire for Jesus? Are you red hot? Are you just kind of casual with the things of God? You, you, you come to church and, and you go through the motions, but man, you know there's more and you want more, but you just don't have the more, but you know there's more and you want to receive it tonight. There's a flame for your name. There is a holy fire for you tonight. God wants to set you ablaze where you burn for Him. You burn for Him. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, I would you be hot or cold because the lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Speaking to the church. Now is not the time to be lukewarm. Now is the time to be red, red hot on fire. Now is not the time to play games. If there is any time to be on fire, it is now more than ever before. So what's the temperature of your heart tonight? Do right. you have one foot over here? and what? You can't, you can't live one foot over here. You, you, you can't live one foot in the world and one foot in the things of God. One foot playing over here, one foot playing over there. No, no, no. You can't ride the fence. Riding the fence never worked out for anybody. It's painful. It's not a good, it's not a good place to be. <laughs> you ever seen those skateboard videos? It's like the worst thing ever. Come on, come on. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire, and He wants to consume every part of you tonight. He wants to come and set you ablaze tonight. He wants to come and light you with a fire that will never go out. Hallelujah. If you just bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just want to give everybody an opportunity before we just have a little bit of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so awesome, Lord. You're so wonderful. Just worship you. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you for your anointing in this place. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. So faithful. So wonderful. So awesome. So rabakasa pandere basata. Thank you, Jesus. So, so maybe you're here tonight and, and, you, and this kind of hit home for you. Just that, man, I, I don't know, what, what is the temperature of my heart tonight? I actually never, I didn't even, I haven't really thought about it. And, and you're not really serving the Lord like you should. And, and you know, you know God has more for you. And you know, 
He has a plan and purpose for your life, but there's things that have been holding you back. There's things that you haven't been able to get the freedom or, or the victory over. There's things that have prevented you from stepping into the fullness of everything that he has for you. And tonight you say, man, I want to be free. I want to give him everything. I want God to consume every part of me. I don't want to live one foot in the world. I don't want to live half in and half out. I don't want to live just casual with the things of God. I want to be red hot on fire for Jesus. I want to give him every part of my life. I want to give you an opportunity. I want to pray with and for you. And, and then if you're here tonight and you've never made the commitment, I, I've never, you never surrendered your life fully to Jesus. But you want to say, yes, I want to make Jesus the Lord and, and Savior of my life. The Bible says that, that many will say, the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But Jesus also said, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those that do the will of my Father. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Tonight, there's life. There's eternal life for you. There's life-giving supernatural power that he wants to flood you with, and he wants to make you a new creation where the old has passed away and all things become new. If that's you and you'd like to pray with me tonight, I want you to quickly, while every head's bowed and every eye closed, just raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Pray with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for your presence. I just ask that you just begin to minister to people right now. Just begin to touch people right now. Go where the knife of man cannot go. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me.